Hey, Maka. Hey, Strady. Back again, episode 16. Yeah, we're following up pretty quick, mate, from yeah. Thursday night. We're not messing around. And tonight, we've got a very special guest. We do. We'll we're touch on that in a second. I'm very excited. You ready? Ready, mate. All right. Well, you let's... had to wait a while for episode 15. Oh, it is Maka Strady. No, we're coming in over the top. We've had stuff the intro up again. I'll tell you, <laughs> iTunes is... Must have updated some autoplay rubbish. Oh, well, that was a really rough start. At least it was our own voices doing it that time. It was pretty good. All right, so, uh, yeah, episode 16. A bit of a special one tonight. We like to throw these ones up when they uh, present themselves, these yep. opportunities. And uh, in your words, our guest tonight is the only person we know with their own Wikipedia page. That's right. He's the first person we've ever had on the podcast that's got their own Wikipedia page. We're very excited. And that person excited. is Opal, Olympian, and Commonwealth Games gold medalist, Katie Ebsery, from the Opal's basketball. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hi, Katie. Thanks a lot for coming along to right. Streety Studio. Oh, Tell you what, once we open this studio up, our little uh, beautiful little soundproof room here and the, the, the comforts of all good podcast studios, the, the big names are rolling in. So everybody wants a piece of sports and spit. All the big things started in the studio, mate, in the back of people's garage. And we have... Apple, Google, Amazon, and sports and spit. So look yeah. at that world. We're coming. Yep, really good absolutely. Things. Thanks a lot for coming and joining us, Katie. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Looking right. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know what you're in for. Yet, <laughs> no, so. not at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll find out. But let's um, very quickly touch on what Katie's got in store for the next week because it's probably a bit bigger than my week. Katie yeah. is two days away from flying out to Paris to start a preparation journey for the World Championships. Yeah, so we, um, yeah, off to Paris, Turkey, Spain, uh, a few games in the lead up to our World Champs, which start on the 22nd of September. Yeah, mm. and the, the, the World Championships are in Spain. Yeah, in the Canary Islands, uh, yeah. Tenerife, I believe. Um, yeah. Pretty windy there, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's pretty beautiful, actually. Yeah, well, I think it might Hopefully be a decent windy. island. <laughs> <laughs> a holiday destination, I've heard. But yeah. um, no, definitely looking forward to it. Any chance you'll duck over to Ibiza afterwards for a... I mean, I wish, I wish WNBL season starts not long after uh, the end of Worlds, so I'm back and then over to Perth. Yes. Mm. Well, there's plenty we want to talk about with you tonight about your basketball career, past, present and future. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we touch on that, it would be remiss of us not to make a quick mention of the NRL season, regular season finishing today, and finals starting next week. Footy finals. Footy finals. So, this is where I get the cheese and onion chips out, mate, and go nuts. Um, today, uh, my Sharks beat your Bulldogs, but I haven't given you one ounce of shit about it yet. Uh, fuck off, idiot. <laughs> because yes. that, that's not my style. No, of course but, not. But uh, no. interestingly enough, the first this, so the, the season finished... Um, with the top four teams, the first time ever that the top four teams have uh, been on equal points. So it was only four and against, separating first through fourth. And That's crazy fifth, close. Fifth through eighth all finished on 32. Mm. So there was an equal first and equal second. So first time in NRL history, that's 100, 111 years. Wow. Um, it's yeah. never been that close. So we've got some uh, games starting uh, this Friday. And we'll get some predictions. Um, and Katie, you're going to work out your NRL finals bracket and we'll post that oh after the show. Okay. But uh, game one starts Friday night. The Storm finishing second versus the third place Bunnies down in Melbourne. Ooh. 
We've got uh, Sadayavo, a double header at Allianz. Penrith versus the Warriors. And then the Roosters versus the Sharks. Now I plan to be down there. Oh, is that right? At, the, at those games. At the double header. At the double header. Will you be wearing that same rubbish jersey you've got on now? Oh, this, is, this is the. Uh, I haven't washed this jersey since the grand final in 2016. Oh, so fantastic. this remains unwashed. Oh, well, I'm really glad we were in a one by happen, two yeah. square meter room with you then. Great. <laughs> it's got that winning good luck. Yeah, yeah. And Sunday Broncos versus Dragons. So there's always a bit of a smoky upset in these games. Um, I'm tipping the upset is going to come from the Sharks beating the Roosters <laughs> on Sunday night. I don't think anyone would have seen that coming at all. I also think the Rabbitohs will beat the Storm. Penrith are going to knock the Warriors out. And the Broncos are going to put a pretty easily end to the Dragons' year. Yeah, well, I hope so. They've been pretty abysmal. But you never know. Crazy things have happened. Um, all right, that's enough of the footy. Well, what do you, do you want to ask what Katie oh. thinks? Or how about you just do what you no, think? No, no, we're, we're, we're going to do the bracket. Ah. And then we're going to post it at the end. Right, okay, cool. So we'll, right, everyone, well, there you go. Okay, apparently we're just going to... We're going to hear Strudy's <laughs> predictions and then move on. Right up. No, not, not for the whole series. But all our listeners are going to have an opportunity, much like our World Cup bracket, yeah, to submit okay. their NRL finals brackets. Okay, cool. And we'll, we'll have so we're going to do another World Cup bracket. So we're going to have Katie's. a celebrity bracket yeah, cool. for um, okay. Katie's NRL picks. Well, Katie, if she did a, did a World Cup bracket, she wouldn't be able to pick anyone but the Opals. You can't tip against your own team, except if you're a Sharks fan, right? So, yeah, and then as you can go, we're going to smash the States. Fuck the States, they're hopeless. So, <laughs> our time to shine. Anyway. Are you allowed to bet? No. No? You get told, yeah, repeatedly we're not allowed oh, to bet. Oh, do you really? You get yeah. told, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, fair enough. No betting? No betting on games or on basketball? Do they say or anything? I think it's, it's always a good idea to stay away from it entirely. Just stay away from it. Yeah. Just specifically Australian basketball. So I want yeah. to touch on that on, on this topic a little bit more as we get um, okay. into your. Um, oh, can we? Because I was really surprised the other day when I opened up my sports bet, and and I could bet on the Maitland Mustangs versus Hornsby Spiders game. Could you? I was like, what the hell? Actually, yeah. Like, I, I could common. probably ring someone up and ask like who was in and who inside, was out. Inside, yeah, inside knowledge for like, sure. It would yeah. be heaps of that going around. Yeah, yeah, you can't. It's That's a good so idea to stay away from that. Um, yeah. Well. All right, so, uh, yeah, we're off to Spain, yes. Canary Islands, mm-hmm. world champs, but let's pull it back a bit, and let's start just by, uh, you know, touching on your, um, you know, path to becoming an Opal, mm-hmm. that sort of, um, that, that period of time, that, that lead up, uh, I guess from, you know, being a Newcastle local, a junior, um, doing the whole rep thing, and then yeah. eventually making the AIS, mm-hmm. which for a lot of kids, if you are... You know, an AOS member, you're generally going to be on a pathway to some sort of success in basketball, and not everyone uh, continues on with it. But you're one of the ones that has, which yes. is awesome. It's good to see one of our mates doing great. Yeah. And thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Newcastle Junior. Um, all kind of started here. Uh, watching mum and my older cousins play at the Broadmeadow Basketball Stadium from a very young age. Um, and yeah, started playing rep basketball for the Hunters when I was nine and mm. kind of went from there. Um, uh, yeah, rep basketball, uh, New South Wales country representative yeah. teams, um, a scholarship at 15. So I moved down Ooh. to Canberra from then. Yeah. What was that like, Katie? Leaving home at 15 yeah. to go and live in Canberra because 
Streety's from Canberra. Yep. <laughs> and he describes it <clears throat> as a lovely place to live. What are now, your thoughts on Canberra when you It's fair to say place? we've both established that Canberra in 2018 is a pretty top-notch joint. Much yeah. better than 2005, yes. Yeah, so in 2005, as a 15-year-old, you lobby in Canberra. What are your first thoughts? Well, it was pretty uh, dire straits down there. <laughs> I, uh, Couldn't even go to Mooseheads. No. Yeah. I'd gone from St. Mary's Gateshead to Lake Ginninderra High. Uh, so that was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, big rivals with Arendelle College where I went to school. Oh, really? Lake yeah. G? Yeah. Oh. Arendelle versus Lake G. It was always a match. Lake G rats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot just there. Kim Barron's <laughs> connecting over the local rivalry. High schools. Lake G have had some names. They've had Dave Anderson and Patty Mills and all, Dante Exum. See, and all, all the Aris guys. guys. They all yeah. go there. Do they all go to Ginny? Yeah, I mean, Patty, the, I think they won the national championship yeah. when he was there. So we were never allowed to play school basketball there for some reason. I don't know. Oh, they um, didn't let the girls play? No, but the guys did. Yeah. yeah. So not, I don't know. Anyway, not yeah. that I was too concerned. I didn't really... You were already playing too much. Anyway. I was playing a little bit. I think because we had some of the old commitments, maybe that yeah, kind yeah. of hindered yeah. things. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, down at 15, I don't think I fully comprehended what I was doing at that point. Um, mum and dad weren't too keen on me going, yeah. um, which was fair enough, I think, just being so young um, and going into an environment with a lot of other people. And at that, at that time, the institute was quite populated with volleyball, men's basketball, yeah. every sort of um, national team was mm. based in at the AIS. Um, especially in the lead up to, you know, Beijing Olympics and yeah. the funding was there and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, didn't fully comprehend it. It was definitely a bit of a wake up call. I rolled in three days before our first WNBL game. Wow. Um, and we were playing the Canberra Capitals yeah. who, uh, featured Lauren Jackson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Whittle, um, Tracy Beatty. So they're all girls over six foot five. Yeah. Um, and how tall were you at 15? Yeah, I was like 5'8", <laughs> 5'9". Yeah, so, so... If that happened in a men's game, um, you know, 15-year-old boys versus men, mm. it, 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 you'd have to stop the contest. Yeah, and just like Lauren was at the peak of her yeah. career. You know, that's over 13 <clears throat> years ago now. So, so was that a total beatdown that game? Yeah, we lost for about 45 or so, that one. What is that? Did, <laughs> so was that to you, was that... When you say wake up call, were you just kind of like, what the hell have I done? Yeah, I was, um, well, even because I made the court, like I actually played yeah, that right. game because yeah. we had had a lot of injuries, which is why I went down there in the first place. That, you know, yeah, there, okay. there was injuries. So, um, yeah, got on the court somehow. I think I airboard my first shot. Like I still remember yeah. it and, yeah. um, have a photo of myself and one of the other girls with Lauren after the game that's kind of hanging up at home. So Cool. It was pretty surreal, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely kind of uh, put me in the know of what was going to happen for the next three years, which was going to be a lot of beatdowns. Yeah. Um, and a lot. Is that of, what it was for you guys consistently in that WNBA? It was, and I think it was like because of injuries, there are a lot of us younger ones playing, whereas usually there'd be a lot more 18, 19 year olds getting mm. ready for that um, 19 World Championships, yeah, which okay. is what they were kind of building to. <clears throat> Which we didn't have, and mm. 
we we didn't win a game that season, yeah, which okay. hadn't happened before. So that was the yeah. first one at the institute. Yeah, to go a year without having won. Yeah. Um. Next year we won one, and the next year we won eight. So obviously there was some progression, and we improved, yeah. which is the point of the program. But when you're in it, um, mm. it's pretty rough. Yeah, was that That's one, a rough three years. Was there that one yes. year when Jackson was at the IS when they actually won it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They actually won the whole championship. That so. was with um, Kristen Veal, and they had. Um, Snelly was there too, I yeah. think. Yeah, so not a bad three just there. Yeah, but, that's um, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was the, That'll help. Um, yep. the, she <clears throat> played in Rio as well with you. The Penny. Penny Taylor. Yeah, Penny was there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, very talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, de- definitely a beatdown. I guess coming from being a Newcastle junior, New South Wales country junior, winning a lot mm. um, to go into that environment was pretty rough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Learning curve. What kind of toll did it take on 15-year-old girls going through 15-year-old girl problems away from home mm-hmm. down in, in, a, in at, at the IS where you know it's very results and sports focused? Was, mm-hmm. was there people there in that program just to help deal with the you know emotional and um, I guess mental side of things for yeah. young females? I mean, young anyone's going through a period of time where you're constantly um, vying for positions of like going on road trips, that mm. type of thing is always going to be a mental yeah. issue. Put in that like school, mm-hmm. um, being away from home, living in just with heaps of people, living with people that aren't your age, yeah. um, grown adults. Um, there's always going to be issues. And I think mm-hmm. hindsight's a good thing in that. I don't think I was mentally equipped to deal yeah. with that. And mm. Um, whether there were the right processes in place to do with that. But to be honest, I don't think I would have opted to go for them anyway because yeah. that's just probably not the person I was at 15 to kind of yeah. speak out yeah. and be like, I'm, I'm really struggling. Um, it's pretty hard to even recognise that you're going through it at that age. Yeah, anyway. and like my parents weren't there to issues. pick it up either. You know, yeah. like as parents, you could get a vibe on whether yeah. kids are dealing with different things. And, and you know your kids there. so well. It's yeah. a fairly <laughs> prestigious position having a scholarship there as well and mm. I, I guess kids may feel um almost you know a ashamed mm. of bringing it up mm. but b if having the feeling that a if i did bring it up does it mean i may exactly. not be around exactly you know, I have my scholarship yeah. cut yeah and so they you know, yeah maybe um and that was the thing with even going is mum didn't want me to go but i was adamant like mm. there was no way i was saying no to it to a scholarship, scholarship because yeah. do you get offered that again no yeah yeah, yeah and a, especially yeah it's a definitely it a, a yolo moment yeah exactly um was it perfect timing probably not but um definitely something you don't say no to <laughs> yeah <laughs> You and I are almost 40, and you just described that was a YOLO moment. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what that means? I do, I, I do, but I'm not so sure I would have used it in a conversation, but I like that you used it. That was cool. Man, this is... <laughs> but anyway. Perfect time. My profession, I've got to be on top of things. You do, mate. You've got to be more switched on than I do. The water industry doesn't move as far as that. But so, so Katie, then... That three years at the AIS was obviously fairly formative for you in terms of basketball, but also life. Mm-hmm. You came out of the AIS and you decided not to pursue college mm-hmm. in the States. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about why you decided not to go that path. That's like Right now, that's probably seen as, whether it, whether there's still a difference for male or female, but 
for young Australian basketballers, they mm. kind of see the States as the yeah. mecca of what they want to get to. Yeah. But for you, you chose not that path? Yeah, and I think, as you said, um, there's definitely a different time. Yeah. I think for specifically men's, that they've always kind of gone that route, but the girls, it's definitely becoming a bit more of a trend. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I think I'd done three years as quite a young kid. I probably wasn't in a really good headspace in terms of me liking basketball. And yeah. so the concept of wanting or the prospect of wanting to go over and do something as grueling as college basketball for three or four years was not appealing to me at all. So yeah. um, going out and maybe earning a little bit of money playing, mm. um, which is what I ended up doing. Um, yeah. That was when you went to Dan Nong? Yeah. So I did yeah. a year. My first year out of the Institute was with the Dan Nong Rangers. Yeah. Um, which was pretty cool living in Melbourne. Yeah. Lived in Dandenong though, so that wasn't the greatest experience. <laughs> That's kind of not like Melbourne, right? Like there's no, that little Chapel yeah, Street in Dandenong. No, there. so yeah. they call it Melbourne. We're not dissing. We, we may not to diss any Dandenong regions. <laughs> if there is anybody from Dandenong listening, we love your town. Like we, but just a little far from the centre of Melbourne. Yeah, That's it's it's, yeah. Yeah. it's just not. Dandenong people, like all you Bank. need just to give the town a pick up is just a good coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> make sure there's a good coffee good. shop and then you're sweet. Yeah, so that was my first year, but I, you know, I started a little bit of a part-time job and and had some independence with some money, which was really nice and something I hadn't experienced before. So, um, yeah, but my love, my love of basketball probably wasn't there and. Um, so it was a little bit of a tough year mm. and, um, ultimately sort of ended in me, yeah, not wanting to play the next WNBL season. Yeah. And you took that year off? Yeah. So I took a year off, had about maybe six or seven months off basketball, just, yeah, stopped. I didn't go to the basketball stadium, which was really nice. Um, didn't have to be anywhere. Or... Massive change after like, not yeah. just the AIS, but certainly... Yeah, everything that you've done throughout your life was centered around basketball. Yeah, could and you, you just... then now, like you know, when when criminals get out of prison, could you kind of just relate to that sort of? Oh my God, I'm out. Like, you know, well, it was like, what I, do I do? Yeah, <laughs> literally, like, what do I do? What do people do with their Thursday well, nights? What is or... normal? Yeah, yeah, like what is <clears throat> not having to be fit and ready, not having to go to practice as many times a week, not having to be at games or the basketball mm. stadium on a weekend. That was a pretty big one because I could actually have a bit of a social life. And yeah. I don't know whether this makes me sound ungrateful or... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. it's interesting. Like, yeah. it was just... I was crazy. Yeah, you know, this makes, makes you sound human. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, because everybody experiences that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Switchy's had... A complete change of career in terms of what he does now for a living and yeah i think all of us go through that moment in terms of in our life deciding is this actually what i want for yeah, myself what are we like what am i doing or yeah. is this yeah you have to choose it i think some like yeah i i just hadn't chosen it yet um and so i needed to kind of step away and reassess and mm. um yeah go from there well so the thing is is that like when you consider your life as compared to somebody else's right so so we always, you know, when you talk to kids that are going through the HSC and you say, don't worry about it, like life, you don't have to make a decision on what you want to do now, right? Mm. Your life decision was almost made for you at 15 when you got the AIS scholarship. Yeah. But you never really had a say in that. Mm. And so taking a year off to actually step back, actually, I think that's quite an admirable thing to do. Yeah. And one that probably put you in a, like a much better mental baseline sure. to actually deal with then going back and making this your career yeah yeah you have to look just how many <coughs> i guess uh footballers let's use as an, as an example just run into trouble mm. because they go through a process of 
elite juniors, and, and, and like yourself, um, went through a stage where you know well, I never had, didn't didn't work. Basketball was it, and these footy footy players, you know, go through similar things. They don't have, don't know how to deal with the money, the fame, and then ultimately, you know, a few of them. Yeah. Get into the get, get themselves into trouble and yeah. blow a ton of cash and end up in the trouble of the law and they just can't comprehend yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really hard to um, to to say that it's not working. Yeah. Because you feel like I felt I was letting a lot of people down. I let my family down. I let my coaches down. I had coaches that hadn't even coached me before calling and saying I was making the worst decision of my life. I was oh. ruining my basketball career. Coaches never, from a very high level? Yeah, like in the WNBL. <coughs> um, telling me I'd never play WNBL again. Wow. So as a 19, 18, 19 year old trying to... I needed to stop for my mental health. Yeah, of course. Um, what do you think that agenda is? I mean, yeah, surely they should know better. Like, do you think you're I'm doing... Yeah, like I'm obviously struggling. Yeah. And, need to just have some time away like i don't know um but it wasn't helpful no um so yeah it's it's easier sometimes to just kind of keep coasting through and hating it and i guess that's where those guys you're mentioning streety kind of get into that situation where everything just kind of falls apart Mm. because they haven't kind of reassessed and and done that but um yeah wasn't wasn't an easy time in my life but um glad i did it definitely absolutely yeah. and especially through that type of external pressure for for outside people trying to influence you especially people that had nothing to do with you yeah. or your life and didn't know you yeah and didn't know what you've gone through that's actually really dangerous for somebody to do mm. because if you're struggling with mental health for somebody to ring you up and say say this is going to have long-standing ramifications yeah, repercussions. You, like... you need to wake up to yourself <laughs> yeah maybe you need to wake up to yeah. yourself dickhead but it's pretty irresponsible it yeah. is very irresponsible katie is this one of those times where we so streety and i like i said have said earlier we we've got athleticism of sausage dogs right we're probably never gonna be anything other than really mediocre athletes, <laughs> it has been right? and never was <laughs> yeah. but but so we look. We might look at a professional sports person's life, and we might say, "Wow, that's the life that we would love to have, right?" But I guess I probably over the years, having spoken to a few people and had a few people that have been able to make a career of sport, and I've worked in sport myself. I can I've seen it, and what I realise is is that sports are daily grind, just like any job, right? Mm. So even like yeah, there's probably higher highs in what you do, but there's still the daily grind, right? Like basketball is what you do every day. Mm. Is that still how you feel in your career? Like, is that is that kind of how you see it? Like, some days you just go, oh, I'd probably rather not play basketball today. <laughs> like, is yeah, that... like, <clears throat> yeah, basketball's what I do. Yeah. It's definitely not, you know, not who I am. It's, um, there's definitely days where I, like, I went in and shot, earlier this afternoon at five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and yeah. it's probably not what I wanted to be doing yeah. but um yeah yeah even things like that's all right I was shooting around at five o'clock in my driveway <laughs> on the driveway hoop yeah. on the nine foot similar. ring pretty yeah. sure you got more to gain than me <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. no I mean it is it's a grind like having to motivate yourself um a lot of my training at the moment has been on my own so that's mm. pretty tough you know it's a team sport but um, to motivate yourself to train every day on mm. your own, running around, um, yeah, it can be 
And cold stadiums. That, cold, yeah. Yeah, God, yeah. So we had that break and uh, you took that time out. And then um, I, you were saying before that you started to assess some of your goals. And, and one of those was to play in the national squad. Um, and then I suppose that hunger started to come back. Um, and then once, I guess, you had the sniff or that realisation, hey, I can actually do this with the Opals. Yeah. What was that sort of, um, you know, I, I guess from that, you know, when you've probably got an inkling, hey, this is a possibility, to that time where you were picked, and then um, when did you actually make it make your debut for the Opals? Oh, um, I think so. Yeah, the hunger. I guess I was working full time at a law firm, um, and I actually was it like suits. <laughs> I really like. Definitely not as glamorous as suits. Nah, no. nothing's as glamorous as suits. I know. Right? Have you watched Better Call Saul? No, I haven't. No, that's a good show. Okay. Yeah. It's about a better lawyer. Put that one on the list. Okay. We just show our ADD there, like it says, we can't concentrate. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, so carry um, on with your answer. Sorry if you remember the question. Okay. Let me see. Um, law firm, yeah, hunger did start to come back, I think. Um, and I was approached by the Sydney Flames. Um, their assistant coach, Peter Lonergan, actually sent me an email asking what I was doing and whether I'd be interested in playing and, and yeah, the answer was yes. So, um, that's where that started and I ended up moving down to Sydney and, um, and doing that. And I think it was just making that choice that yeah, basketball was something I wanted to do rather than it just being kind of, um, a flow and effect of younger years. Um, I guess from that it was just, uh, it kind of went world university games, which was kind of the under 21 thing now. Um, it would go, yeah, world uni games. I did like a world three on three championships, which was pretty cool. You guys won a medal, right? Yeah. We got a bronze, which was pretty cool. That's going to be an Olympic sports soon, isn't it? Yeah. Like at Rio. I mean, at Tokyo. 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 Yeah. So cool. We, we, yeah, we, that's cool. We, we and just, it's cool to watch too. We discussed this a while back. Yeah. Um, and I think we probably need to do a show on it. But uh, three I on mean, three basketball. I'm not sure how, how I feel about three <coughs> on three and Olympic sport. Olympic sport, But then we yeah. come up with the concept that perhaps the X Games and the Olympics need to merge yeah. and have the, uh, X yeah. Olympics or Olympics X and just have those sort of hybrid Red top sports in their own sport. sort of yeah. Yeah. Olympic that run, you know, two years For off. Sure. And, you know, Cliff diving and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, just like that stuff. Yeah. That, like, yeah. Imagine California Games, that Sega game, like yeah. in, in real life. Do you include Rugby Sevens in that too? Yeah. Yeah. I would for sure. Not an Olympic sport? Uh, it's fine as an Olympic sport, mm. but I just think it's demographic yeah. fits better with no. like the X Games yeah, type crowd. Sure. I, think it, I don't have a problem with it as a... I don't necessarily yeah. have a problem with three on three as an Olympic sport, mm-hmm. but, I, but I can see where... Like, it's a bit weird when you have, like, a basketball tournament in the Olympics and then you have a three-on-three basketball mm. in the Olympics. My problem with rugby is the, the, the <coughs> actual rugby is the 15-a-side game. So if, mm. if, if that was to be, like, if rugby is Olympic sport, then I think that you've got, you got to have the, the 15 mm. aside, but they have their own World Cup for that. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I'd slot a rugby sevens into an Olympics X, X. format. Mm. Interesting. Um, no, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're changing the world here. In I this mean, year. that... the. That world champs of the three on three was the first one they had in 2012 mm. when it was just kind of creeping in. We didn't know what we were doing. Where was that? Yeah, it was in Athens, in Greece. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, play like, but they put a court in, in the middle of the Acropolis. <laughs> Not quite. We were out in front of something. <laughs> yeah, it was 40 degree heat, so it was ridiculously hot. Um, outdoors. 
outdoors, yeah. And you said you didn't know what you were doing. You didn't know the format no, of the like, game in terms of... Well, we of hadn't it. seen it before. Yeah, We'd cool. played three-on-three three at training, but... Yeah. Um, it, what that's is it, like? Kind of, that's kind of a bit different, though, right? Like, yeah. The intensity of it. Oh, right? for sure. Like, the 12-second shot clock yeah. um, resetting outside the three-point line, first to 21 or seven-minute mm. games or something like that. It was really cool yeah um and pretty cool to play i think it's pretty brutal now there's they don't call much like, there's a lot of physicality it's very right? physical yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you reckon the filipinos are pretty good at that three and three because <laughs> it's physical oh what did you think of that katie when you saw that whole debacle i mean i've just never seen anything like on it. a basketball court yeah. right like well, i've never seen anything Ever. like that on a basketball court Ever. it's crazy yeah. That was just quite scary. Like, it was scary. Like, Obviously worried. Where is this going to end? The guys, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Still can't even think about it, to be nah, honest. Nah, it's crazy, right? Um, so, yeah. the, so, sorry, you were taking us through. So then you played to... Flames, you... yeah. Back to Flames <coughs> for a couple of years. Well, Who was coach then? Karen, Karen Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then I think I just started to make extended Opal squads in, like, 2013. I think I made the first ones. 2014, I think I debuted for the Opals at, um, down in Melbourne, we had our Oceania qualifiers yeah. against New Zealand. Yeah. Um, at, oh, what stadium down there we played? I think we played at Rod Laver. Oh, yeah, cool. And the boys were, yeah, we were first. They the boys played New Zealand. <laughs> they we opened for the boys. Yeah, of course. But we both had our qualifying games, so they were both, yeah, but at Rod we, Laver, so, that's so cool. So for the reference of that, Katie and I and Street you discussed before, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but women's basketball always being, in this country anyway, seen as a curtain raiser for the men, right? Yeah. So that's from adult representatives all the way through to, you know, yeah. certainly international and that sort yeah. of stuff. But yeah. we'll get on to happen. why we yeah. think that should change later anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, mm. so that was, yeah, my debut in 2014. And then <coughs> tours and stuff, 2015, trying to make Rio in 2016. And then I eventually got, um, yeah, got selected for that and haven't looked back. Tell us about the Olympics. Yes. Yeah. So, Maka and I are like massive Olympic heads. Honestly, <laughs> my life has been centred around the Olympics. So, so I would go just for the track I reckon you might, might be life. actually the first person we've ever had a conversation with is a legitimate Olympian. Yeah. Right. So, we want to know okay, all about the Olympics, the nitty gritty. So, um, I've, I've got some... Is it true you can get as many nuggets as you want from the village? Yeah, you can get whatever. And, like, oh. from McDonald's. There's a McDonald's in the village, so you get wow. free McDonald's, yeah. Shit. Now, as a kid, that would have been more <laughs> I tried to be an athlete, right? Free McDonald's. Yeah. Now, I've touched How many, athletes, really? How many athletes are actually eating the McDonald's? Oh. Because it's... Plenty, I reckon. Well, it's not too good for you, a apparently. lot. No, I know, but... Like a lot. After they've competed no, in No, like, I'm thinking before even. Mate, the Eric the Eel Musambanis of the world who aren't really there to win Some a medal. Some of the other countries, yeah. Yeah, there's like, like... And McDonald's, oh, yes. free McDonald's. The way the Olympics runs, it's not like everyone's an elite athlete. There's emerging Olympic mm. nations. And, yeah. And, and so those athletes are going... A lot of people making up the numbers in 100 meter heats and stuff yeah. like that. Right? Did yeah. Michael Phelps have his own express lane? Because he was like consuming like 10,000 calories a day. Was he? That was a that. bullshit me. That was ridiculous. Was he even staying at the village? Because the NBA and WNBA on a boat, girls. Weren't they? Yeah, on a cruise they ship. Or oh, did they just stay somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. on a cruise ship. NBA oh, really? players on yeah. a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah. What was the village like? Was it really. Was, like, so compared to the AS rooms, was the village pretty good or. Rio, it was. Um... Did you get robbed? You didn't get robbed. No, we didn't. It was fine. They were lovely. Plumbing was a little bit of an issue. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Because um, obviously it's <laughs> you high, high, yeah, high rise <laughs> buildings. Who did you room with? We had little apartments. There were maybe five of us. There was like, mm. yeah. So it was, it was a cool setup. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, plumbing was just a bit of an issue. There was pools, like, yeah. So every kind of um, country has a, like a high rise apartment. A block. tower. Yeah. Okay. So everything's kitted out with, you know, Australian <coughs> flags, Team Australia, blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool. Every other country has that. So, so at the Sydney Games, um, and, um, Ansel, who make the condoms, were a, oh, a, yeah. a village sponsor. <laughs> And apparently the Cubans um, uh, pilfered the supply of condoms, oh. and they, they were the maddest rooters of all the nations. Oh, wow. okay. That's yeah. making it as if they used it. They probably may have just taken it home. Oh, like free stuff, like, like, so, Because so, I'm telling you, after you got me into that village and there wasn't something tied down, I'd have it, right? Like, so, <laughs> that, like I'd be coming by home with boxes of stuff. Well, it's time to fess up. I did steal a seat from Stadium Australia, one of the original ones. Oh, I'm standing here that night. We were shit-faced, and they were taking them out. That was when they took them out of the end, they remember? Did, they, yep, I climbed oh. a fence. And, and, and I, I don't even know why we'd been there. Why had we been there? Ah, uh, the basketball all-stars being in games. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Games. I was drunk at that. This is back in the day? That was back in the oh, day. 2001. The glory days. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so the Cubans were, were the maddest rooters at, uh, at, sit, at the Sydney Games. Um, was any any nation that were just, you know, usually a bit more uh, vivacious than others? Like, Let's just say, were they, the like, were they partying? Like, yeah. So out of the towers, did you go, yeah. oh, fuck, have a look at the Columbia Tower, you? they're going off. Who, like, yeah, like... Me, not really. And because basketball goes for really long into... It goes for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, compared to other... Like, the Australians aren't bad. Did you see Usain Bolt walk around the village? Doing we his did, thing? yeah, in the dining hall. So the dining hall is where everything happens because everyone's congregated in the one area, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, like, I was getting food with... Um, Songer, Jerufud Songer. Oh, I love cool. Him. Yeah. And Ginobili was there, which oh, I think wow. we got a photo with. Oh, you just Tony retired? Parker. Could have been a yeah. legend of the game. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, wow. So that was the coolest thing was seeing, I think we were doing weights with the big, tall French guy. What's his name? Rudy Gobert. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. So it was cool just seeing all the NBA guys, really. Um, yeah, absolutely. And some of the tennis ones as well. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And is that what it was like? So when you've got downtime between games and training in the Olympic Village, do you just kind of walk around in a celebrity spot? And yeah. yeah, you do kind of. Because yeah, I think Serena was in the village at oh, one point. Yeah. And... I remember hearing stories of another podcast about Clay Thompson. Um, like a, a lot of the NBA guys would stay in the boat, but Clay, because he's, he's just a bit different compared to the rest of them, yeah. he just wanted a taste of village life. Yeah. So he, he would be hanging Fair out enough. with um, a guy who's playing maybe... Um, was it Bogan? Bogan may have been telling the story. Um, but Clay would just be hanging out with guys from other countries that he knew from the NBA. But yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You know, and, and he said people would just be walking up to him like athletes, yeah. Olympic athletes, but yeah. they, were, they, were, they were fans. Yeah. And they wanted photos with him. And, yeah, you know, which like, would happen a lot too, especially the NBA guys. Like there's mm-hmm. not too, uh, too many other high profile. I mean, them and Bolt would be the biggest stars. Bolt yeah, right? was yeah. pretty massive. Some of the tennis ones... You don't have to go to Gosford to see Bolt now, so it's not too bad. That's pretty good. Sandy Coast. Iguana Joe's. (laughs) So (laughs) we go down there for a beer to be fine. (laughs) Wow, what what an experience. And what was the opening and closing ceremonies like? Like, Did you guys march in the opening? I don't what think would have been better than the Commonwealth Games closing oh, ceremony? God, that was a debacle. The closing um, ceremony. The Commonwealth Games, game. remember that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, next topic. Yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't even do the opening because we had a game the next day. Yeah, Yeah, okay. which is a bit of an issue. And it's like three or four, five hours standing around waiting. Yeah. A yeah. lot of it. 
Um, the closing ceremony is pretty cool. Is it, is, is it that sort of full on with with athletes' mindsets prior to an event that any any distraction, however minor, can be can just it. blow out to be massive? Yeah, well, were you a bit disappointed that for your first Olympics you didn't get to sort of walk in and do that? Not particularly, because for World Uni Games is the biggest event outside of an Olympic Games, so mm. they we would go to opening ceremonies for those, which were pretty massive in massive stadiums as well. So I knew the gist of it. Yeah, we watched it on the TV. Like I mean. Is it really something that's kind of built up to not it be It really good? is, yeah. because you guys can sit there, yeah, you guys can sit there and watch it. Yeah. We have to stand out the but, back yeah, yeah. for three or four hours waiting, yeah. get on bus, you know what I mean, wait and walk, You're and not then wait on... to get on the bus back yeah. to the, you know what I mean, it's like yeah. a five or six hour process, yeah. so... Yeah. Um, in terms of like fatigue on the legs and stuff like that, I'd rather just sit and watch it on TV. Fair too. enough. Mm. I can understand. What about that. the closing so ceremony? That nah, that's cool. It's okay, <laughs> Katie. It's all right. Honestly, the free Mac is it sweet. No, 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 I'm only joking. No, I, look, I get that. I understand that. It's one of those things that you build up and, you know, we see it on the TV and we think... It looks like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it does, right? Yeah. And I, like, uh... Like, I always sit there. I just love the uniforms, right? Like, yeah. I'm going, oh, what are the Samoans going to wear this time, right? And then, and then anyway, I just love watching it as it goes through. I'm a massive Olympics. I'm an Olympic tragic. So, sorry, Dale. Don't be sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fangirling all night. Now, um, was it London where uh, Cubby Bryant was uh, famously spotted um, wording up Steph Rice, the swimmer? Oh, yeah, he spent some time at the swimming. Um, mm. you know, we, yeah. There's no TV footage of what goes on in the dining halls, but yeah. any, was there any sort of... Uh... <laughs> you just want all the guys, mate. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, no, we, we, we've, got, we've got an insider yeah. here. Was there any sort of um, athlete hookups that you, know, you, you maybe are, are allowed to sort of mention? Like, did Manu Ginobili make out with Rudy Gobert or someone like that? <laughs> no, that, that, that. Like, so. We saw Power there as well. Power, um, yeah, nice. He looks like a llama, doesn't he? He's very big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I've got nothing for you. I'm going to be really boring. No, no hookups. Everyone, that's very professional. I know. Katie, like. let's talk it's about... It's been a little while. I can't, literally can't remember. No. Nah, Katie was too shit-faced through the whole thing. You know, she'd been in the climate. We're close to the next one than what we were the last one, so... Yeah. No, I'm just exactly. kidding. Opals and Sandy Bronte. Oh, that was a joke in case you listen to this on the way to Dubai or something. Oh. Thanks for tuning in. So, um, I mean, <laughs> so we've got probably unlikely the Rio Olympics, obviously, as as a great experience. Uh-huh. But um, you also had a bit of an experience elsewhere um, that may be a little bit more um, bizarre. Uh-huh. Um, but you played some professional ball in Russia, was, yeah. and that was your was that your first professional contract? Yeah, overseas. Overseas, yeah. yeah. yeah Tell us was. a little bit of that experience, like just leaving Australia, going to Russia, yeah. and all that that entails. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I've got a contract. How'd that come about? Agent? agent, yeah. You just went, you want to go to Russia? Well, I wanted to go overseas. Okay, cool. I wasn't specifically. You didn't care where? No. Yeah. Um, and then the Russian thing came through and, and to be honest, Moscow is a pretty cool um, city to have the opportunity to live in. So um, I was actually, yeah, pretty excited. Yeah. Um, what, was Moscow nice to live in? It was an interesting city. Yeah, okay. And I completely understand why the stereotype of Russian people being pretty um, sad. Yep. And, yeah, a little bit unhappy. Stone-faced. Comes from, yes, because the weather that shit. weather yeah, and that okay. winter 
is awful. Yeah. Like well. an awful. What sort of temps are we like talking like in Moscow's in not too bad in that it would be like minus 15, 16. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, just minus yeah, 15, 16. Exactly. And I hadn't well, seen that, snow. What that means is that there was somewhere else that was fucking colder yeah, than that. So, so we'd go to Siberia and it was about <coughs> minus 26, minus 27 when we'd get off the Okay, so I've got, like so Siberia is like the, the largest uninhabited landmass mm-hmm. on the earth, right? Apparently. Yeah. Um, what did, what's there? Like you would go there to do what? There was two teams over that side of oh, wow. yeah Russia Holy that shit. we so would you'd play. Have to go there to play in a road trip. Yeah, so it was maybe five hour flights. They're almost in the same time zone as Perth. Oh wow! So it was like a seven hour time difference in Russia mm. from Moscow to where we were playing oh. those teams. So they're just like closer to China than what you are to. Literally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could have crossed the border straight in. I think yeah, pretty close. Um. So, yeah, very cold. We'll kind of take your breath away a little bit. Um, but, no, Mo- I mean, Moscow seeing Red Square, um, the Kremlin, the sights, watching Swan Lake in St. Petersburg was pretty amazing. Wow. The ballet and yeah. um, the history, which I quite like, is yeah, was pretty spectacular. So And not many people get to say they've lived in, in Moscow for no. eight months or something. No so, way. And, yeah. um, the contract come about. Did, were you paid in Russian rubles or US dollars? US dollars, thank goodness. Or, yeah. Always demand US dollars. <laughs> yes, that's right. Always demand US dollars. Great, great for a ransom. Foreign currency not accepted here. It'll, 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 it'll get you out of a blackmail or a kidnapping situation. <laughs> USD. Um, were there any ever, ever sort of stories of you know that like any trepidations going? Oh shit, I'm going to go to Russia maybe because I'm getting the, you know that the KGB or the mafia are going to sort of you know the, the Russian. What? I mean... what do you think Katie does in a spare time? <laughs> well, well, She'd probably be a bit more worried about what type of jacket do I have for the minus 26. I don't know. The, the... Winter clothes? Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned earlier that uh, you know you check your sports bet and you could find that you could bet on a local basketball league mm. game, right? So everybody knows about, you know, or have heard stories about Russian mafia and, and, their, and their involvement in, in sports and yeah. betting. So, yeah, that's true. Um, for them to infiltrate... Um, Russian sports, mm. um, I'm sure has happened at some point. Yeah. Um, so were there concerns, you know, or were you worded up by your team or whatever that this happens, don't get involved here or there, or you may get people may approach you or things like that. Or not specifically. Um, I think whenever someone goes to Europe, there can be issues with getting paid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what those reasons are, I don't know. It's just kind of a European way of the paper bags doing in Russia better than what they get at least. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was it it's way of like, did you have to have all that stuff set up? It always it? is, and that's why I have an agent because he can mm. deal with that. He's the immediate, you know, yeah. between the club and their representatives and, and my representatives, so I wouldn't yeah, get into that. But cool fact, the club is actually owned by Alex Ovechkin's parents. Oh, cool. hockey player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex so Ovechkin, yeah, cool. Him, his brother. The Washington and, Capitals yeah. just won his first NHL yeah, title first this year, ever. just gone. Yeah, yeah. stoked. Um, so yeah. the mum would yeah be at the games all the time, and the brother who was our team manager would be going to watch the hockey finals all the time. So yeah, well. I thought that was pretty cool, particularly because they just won the first one ever and got pretty pretty loose. I think oh, the Russians you, can get pretty. Jeez, old old Avechkin, <laughs> he got lo- he was in fountains in Washington, like laying yeah. there just living his best life. Yeah, he was yeah. loving it, living so. my best life. <laughs> <laughs> I actually here's a fun fact. I actually when I worked in Vancouver, uh, uh and Evgeny Malkin and a couple of the NHL guys came through and played in a tournament there. Um, basically like the junior world championships, which is mm-hmm. massive in ice hockey. 
and it was held in Vancouver that year and uh, and I actually got to meet those guys oh, cool. and uh, and and you know how you, you see NRL players streety and they you think oh geez that guy isn't as big as what I thought but he's stocky mm. yeah that's ice hockey players right it's like stocky. they're they're mm. just solid guys right. Um, if Kenny Malcolm was a pretty big guy, but like a guy like Ovechkin, who was probably a bit younger at the time, he just was a brick. Like mm. he was anyway. So now he's obviously you know there. There's yeah. guys underneath those pads, mate. Like people go, no, no, oh, they've got padding. Oh, don't worry about that. No, like they've certainly yeah. got a lot of muscle underneath. Um, cool. When yeah. I watched a couple of the games in Russia, it was sick. Yeah, it's watching it live good. is it's so better, cool. Right? Way yeah. better. Yeah, you yeah, can actually absolutely. follow what was going on and yeah. the hits and. Yeah. So cool to watch. Yeah, I saw yeah. It's a So we talk sport. about winning and winning um in Russia. What what was the name of your club? <laughs> Dynamo Moscow. Dynamo. Dynamo. Yep. They, so they Dynamo. are they part of the because of the famous Russian football club, the Dynamo Moscow. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same. Yeah. Same thing. All right. Um. Now, I remember following your Instagram account a couple of years ago, and we would see, um, you know, these, you know. Katie getting awards and you know MVP of this tournament or that tournament, but we never saw trophies. It was always <laughs> um, photos of you with knife sets or yeah. dinner sets and pots and pans. Pots and pans, yeah. So like, what, what's the deal there? Uh, yeah, like, like are, the are, Eastern are, Europeans. Is, is is cutlery and knifeware that rare? That such a, <laughs> I don't know. They're a luxury item in there. And I and don't know if it was specifically for the females. What Who did knows? you do with it? Like, I couldn't take them. I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't keep them, so I left them in, in Moscow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was telling you guys that one of the girls, so one of the awards for one of the tournaments was for, instead of it being MVP, it was the prettiest of the tournament. <laughs> so she got like a full kitted out pots and pans. Wow. Set. You're the prettiest the young yeah. cook. What yeah. about that for gender <laughs> stereotyping? Exactly, yeah, they just yeah. perpetuated these mad stereotypes. Oh, wow. Almost didn't want to accept them, but... He's setting women's sport back <laughs> 20 years. We're Actually, probably, yeah, yeah, like, probably longer than that. Wow. Yeah. Far out, Russia. I hope they gave the guys the knives and the pots and pans too, but... <laughs> I hope they gave them Kalichnikovs and daggers and stuff like that. They probably gave them, like, lawnmowers or, like, whippersnippers. Yeah. I don't know if there'd be too much grass in them. Were there, many, were there other Australians that were playing over there... Uh, at the time? So I was in the team, there was another Australian, Alex Bunton, who's my, yeah. one of my Opals teammates now too, um, which was awesome to have another English speaking, let alone yeah. Australian in the team. Um, in Russia, there wasn't, there were a lot of American girls. We would go play in tournaments, like with the knives and stuff. We'd be playing <laughs> against different countries and vying for the next yeah. <laughs> like set of no, steak knives. Exactly. Yeah, um, they have knife see. throwing comps at halftime. So. <laughs> it's Jackie Moon and the, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we would see a few. There was a few Aussies over there that we would kind of run into, which was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a big big league that the Russian leagues, particularly with the women's, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, arguably one of the better players in the world, Diana Tarasi, mm-hmm. was known to show preference to actually play in the Russian leagues, and that's where she earned her, you know, million plus per year. Yeah. Brittany Griner, same thing. Mm-hmm. Go back to the WNBA, and what was it? I think the max salary at one point was thirty-five grand. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's much better now. It's not. It's not thirty-five it grand, but it's not yeah. heaps. Yeah. No. Why? Why? I, I can't get my head around why there's such a discrepancy in in, in way. It's great that you know can earn that much money in Russia, but mm. what's the deal with the I honestly WNBA? don't know. I honestly cannot 
comprehend like I can't get my head around it. Um, yeah. I know. I suppose that that would be a deterrent for players to go back and strengthen. Well, those it would. Things. Yeah, and at one point, I think Diana was offered money from the Russian club to do have a rest, like have yeah. WNBA I heard off, that too. Yeah, so they basically paid her, paid her to, not to play. Yeah, not to yeah. play. Which was probably better off for her. Yeah, to do absolutely. Than to play. WNBA. And that was was that in the in the lead up to the Olympics for the. I think so. She was yeah. resting for some reason. Yeah. Um, and they wanted, yeah. They I think they basically it. said to her, "What can you earn in the WNBA?" And they just said, "Well, we'll just give you that, mm. and then you just take the season off." We had double it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the rubles, no, I don't know. Why are the Russians always Indians? I but yeah, the pay discrepancy is. Um, <clears throat> what do you say? I mean. So let's talk about pay discrepancies. Australia, the, the right now they only just released another report where the pay pay discrepancy between male and females in any profession mm-hmm. is, is referenced as being around 14 or 15%, right? Yeah. So for exactly the same role, if you and I were doing it, that would be the difference. But but the difference, obviously, between your pay in the WNBL mm. and now an NBL players, like, you know, a, a starting player in, in that league yeah. is a lot more than 15%, I would imagine. Yeah. They're probably earning more than what you are. Yeah. Um, is... Do you see how has that changed for you as a female athlete, right? So, so my question is, have you seen that pay gap close over the your the course of your career so far, like, mm-hmm. or is it still a fairly broad difference? I mean, forget the NBA. The yeah. NBA you yeah. can't compare, right? Like yeah. that that money is just stupid. But yeah. if you're talking about WNBL and NBL, like, how do you feel that's changed over the years? I mean, I. I can say that I, over my career in WNBL, and that's just because of, you know, the difference of a player that I am, I'm definitely getting paid better and yeah. more than what I have previously. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of other girls are in a similar position. Like, our opportunity to earn money whilst playing WNBL is getting better. Mm. Whether the gap is closing, I don't think it is. Yeah. And okay. I think it's really evident in sports. Mm. Like, even, as you said, you said 15% in general. Yeah. But I think that would be a lot more of a difference in sports. It seems like whether it's rugby, basketball. Yeah. Are um, are there situations in the WNBL where players sort of are faced with the decision to think, okay, I can play, or or maybe make a decision to no longer play in order to earn money in you know doing another profession, doing something else? Oh, for sure. And like I contemplated it very often, being a young twenty-year-old not having much of an income, having to work part-time. I was studying part-time as well and trying to be a professional athlete. Like, it mm. just gets to the point, well, what am I doing? Like, I can't become a better athlete because I have to spend all my spare time working. Mm. Um, and then I can't really earn enough anyway. So I'm kind of, you're just in this kind of no man's land where yeah. you're just kind of grinding along, which can be tough. And are there yeah. opportunities for, say, corporate sponsorship or brand representation out there? Um, that, in terms that, of individual? Yeah, yeah. Not, it's an interesting one. I think with things like Instagram, it's getting better. Mm. But I don't know how to market myself like that. And to be honest, do you it's not want something to? I want to do. Yeah. Sell your soul a little bit. Yeah, right? and how do you... <clears throat> and I don't know how to go searching for that type of sponsorship, whether that then inflicts on like a team that I'm with the league, that yeah. type of thing. So I don't know. Yeah. So you could put in a hell of a lot of work to build this profile or persona on say social media, mm. but then, but then whatever income you generate from that, you might get to your next club 
Yeah. And they might go, could be a conflict. Sorry, mate. Yeah. You can't have that. Yeah. Like you're either gonna have to give that up or is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it's absolutely. just a bit of a, a bit of a minefield. And as a professional athlete, do you have to monitor what you do on social media in order to not piss off any sponsors or associations yeah. or governing bodies and yeah. things like that? Is, is that something that you discovered? your player agreements or things like that that you got to... Definitely have to be mindful of it. Um, so I know I keep everything of mine private. Mm. But then, you know, you as an athlete, sometimes you want to have a bit of a profile because then yeah. that might help with, with right. things like that. But then obviously that opens you up to a lot more things that can go wrong. Mm. Um, and what do you do? Do you protect yourself and just kind of make everything private? Mm. Um, do you have any burner accounts? <laughs> no, no burner accounts. <laughs> no, could be a possibility, no. Yeah. Um, I'm just go roasting people. <laughs> this guy's shit. Oh, what a shit game. She's terrible. Uh, oh, no. yeah, well, How much effort? Oh, God, yeah. I can't believe she gets paid. How much? That. Yeah. So, but, Katie, so we, we have seen in probably the last five years, the AFL has thrown a lot of money behind the AFL women's competition. It's getting a lot more exposure on TV. Mm-hmm. The WM and, and, then, and then the netball leagues, obviously, they've revamped themselves four or five times in terms of this is what the competition looks like. Mm. And, and that's grown and now is on Fox Sports. The WNBL, to me, has kind of stayed reasonably consistent as a league in terms of the product that it delivers, mm. right? Um, we were mentioning Usain Bolt earlier about this is kind of a gimmick for the Central Coast and the A-League. Mm. Does the does the WNBL need to have like a gimmick to build its profile, or is it better off just kind of chipping away with putting a great product on the floor mm-hmm. and saying these girls are really good athletes? They will deliver a great game. It will stand alone. Like, what what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like, so if Serena Williams retired from tennis, <laughs> would you want her to suit up as a teammate of yours? I mean, I think she'd be a beast on the. <laughs> To be honest, she could yeah. get on the low post. Oh my god! Yeah, she'd probably be pretty. What an athlete. Actually. Um, no, honestly, you know, there's so many things that you could say. Um, and I guess as a player in the league, we have had such a great product, and anyone that ever comes along, um, and you know, comes to the game for a first time, always walks away being like, "That was sick." Yeah. Literally, but yeah. the thing is, we have we need more people to come. Yeah, we need more people to then tell other people about it. Yeah, we need more coverage so people actually know that mm. it's a thing. Yeah, um, and because not all the games are televised on. Fox, no, so. no, like not necessarily coverage. Like whether it's you know in the media, media. whether it's Facebook, yeah. Instagram, like literally just everywhere, so that people actually know it. Um, and from that, it will just kind of generate interest and we kind of build from there. But, you know, we do have a solid product mm. um, and we're lucky enough to be back on Fox, which is really great, um, you know, because we went a period of time there where the games yeah. weren't on TV at all, which That's was right. just, you know, really backwards. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things you could, yeah, what do you do? It's you just know, a bit of a... In a and, and we wouldn't ask you to make this statement, but I, like as a basketball fan in this country, I... I can say that for many years I've been disappointed always with the way Basketball Australia markets this game. That's not just the WNBL product. That's Mm -hmm. the international product. That's um, even down to the domestic, not the domestic leagues so much, but the the state-based leagues, all Mm -hmm. those kind of things. I've loved basketball since the time I was six years old, right? And, And so 
I've followed it religiously and the way that they market these things sometimes I just think you know like I've seen flyers for national competitions that have been done up on Microsoft Word like, and I just think to myself what's happening it's with just, that yeah, right? there's a lot and that it, can, be, can be better yeah look yeah. It, there is a lot that can be better and I'm sure it's tough I, like, yeah. I've worked in basketball I've worked in those areas as well at certain mm-hmm. times there's not a lot of money lying around but at the same time like Exposure is what this product needs, mm. and it and I think it will just benefit it yeah. greatly anyway. So. And good looking exposure, like like netball, do it well. Everything yeah. they do looks schmick. Yeah, like that's looks right. really nice. The AFL do the same. Mm. Um, so I think there's definitely areas that we need to get better at. Yeah. To make it look better. Yeah. Um, and get people looking at it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the product's amazing. Yeah. There's been a bit of a, particularly in the, in the NBL and a little bit in the in the um, in, in in the NBL is clubs aligning themselves with say with universities, mm-hmm. so Sydney Uni Flames and then yeah. there's um, probably you know Canberra Townsville Univers- now as well yeah yeah Canberra, yeah. yeah University um, of Canberra Caps. What sort of has brought that about? That sort of unique partnering. Uh, I'm not specifically too sure. I think it's you know, a really significant sponsorship, obviously, with, um, you know, big <clears throat> companies like the universities, and I think um, those universities specifically are sporting universities as well, yeah. and they want to be aligned with those things. I think it's good. A lot of the girls want to study, yeah, so I think that it makes really it a pathway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like the rugby model where Sydney Uni's rugby club was pretty shit, and then what they started to do was offer scholarships to the university, and not just scholarships, but... Uh, mentoring programs and connections yeah. in say business or the industry you wanted to get into as an yeah. athlete yeah. so what they kind of sold those clubs on was like uh, well we can give you exposure to networks that you may not necessarily always have yeah. um and and it really allowed them to recruit very good and talented players right yeah. so it's a little bit similar i think like yeah. i think uh it, it's certainly a great it's a it's a really great strategic business move for mm-hmm. a club yeah. is to partner with a university because they can offer a young player the opportunity to study, but also be exposed to some of the networks yeah. that the university would yeah. have in a town. Yeah, uh, which is really interesting. And it, like you studied when, uh, like when you're at Sydney, are you still studying now? Or are you finished? Yeah, I'm just doing my last subject at the what moment. What are you studying? PE teaching. Oh, yeah, at Sydney. Miss Edgery. I know. So. Yeah. Look out. Might no. be the high school basketball coach <laughs> once once you're playing days are done. Maybe. Um. Your playing days are still current, <laughs> and you're off to Perth. Yeah. So you've signed a deal with the Lynx, uh-huh. um, and you're heading over there for the next NBL season. Yeah. Um, how do how do Perth sort of fit into the, the landscape of the league? Are they um, obviously the Perth Wildcats in the W in, mm-hmm. in the NBL rather? Yeah. Have uh, been quite a success, and Perth have been pretty good over the years. Yeah. Um, how's that experience shaping up? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, was just time for a change. Um, yeah, with what I was looking to do. So uh, Perth is one of the actual clubs in the last couple of years. They've actually aligned with the Wildcats. Yep. So the mm. Lynx and the Wildcats are mm. kind of one. That's good. Um, so we, the Lynx, essentially have access to everything the Wildcats do. That's um, And are fully professional. So was that a big selling point for you? Oh, it's a mate. Like to be or was it just kind of like, oh well, that's a bonus. That's a definitely a bonus. Yeah, cool. But Something to be you're looking forward to. Yeah, and mm. to be able to have training in the middle of the day because everyone is full time. Yeah, makes a pretty big difference. Yeah. Um, 
can do all your training. You can get the right recovery at night. You know, yeah. they feed you after training, things like that. It's yeah. little things, but it definitely adds to helping me be the better athlete that I yeah, can be. And absolutely. I think that was a really big selling point. Um, no, but definitely looking forward to it. Um, as I said, yeah, full-time professional. Do you know so, where you're going to live over there, all that sort of stuff, or you got to sort that out yet? Um, they're going to help me out with that, but I think it will be in Scarborough. Which cool. Will be oh, I'll give you a tip. Nice. we had a friend that lived in Scarborough there for a bit. Mm. Obviously, it's very windy over in Perth. Yes. And being a Newcastle person, you no doubt love the beach. Mm-hmm. So pretty much bang on. Uh, what time? Eleven thirty every day. Yeah. Uh, between eleven thirty and midday. The doctor or something. Yeah, I've hits. heard of it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's it's on point every day. But <laughs> the beaches in Perth in the morning are unbelievably yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. But you got to get in before eleven thirty. Yeah. Once that wind picks up and it's just like eleven thirty, the doctor's hitting. Bang on on the dot. Get it's out. there. And right. then it's just, it blows everything out. It's yeah, shit. Wow. It's terrible. Okay. There you go. But those mornings are, are very they're, they're stunning. It's, and it's amazing seeing the sunset on that side. Yeah, of it's quite bizarre, isn't, isn't it? it? For for like I so being you know like typically an East Coast person yeah. my whole life. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it spins me out. Right. It, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. It's exactly. Roddy. I know. Well, I've got yeah really good friends that live over there, so I'm really. It's a nice city, it, actually. Yeah. And a pretty awesome. What a great state opportunity! State That's cool. And what's the squad shaping up like over there? Have you guys got some good signings as well? Yeah, we do. So Asia Taylor, who was with um, she was the Flames, with you guys at the Flames yeah, too, right? yeah, last year. So we're both going over there. She's yeah. an All Star Five, yeah. really great player. Lauren Mansfield, who's in the Opals, going yeah. to Worlds, is a point guard at Perth. Um, Kayla Standish, who has been um, in the league for quite a little bit, um, is Canadian import, I think, or American import. Um, she's really talented as well. So we've got a really good base. Great. We've got little Shyla Hill over there as well. Um, young Shane. Shyla Hill's daughter. Daughter, yeah, right. yeah. So she just started with the uh, Sapphires. Yeah, the Seventeens. Seventeens. Yep. On their way to a silver, did they get a silver or did they get the bronze? The bronze. I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah they didn't make the gold medal game. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she was quite the star over there. Yeah. So yeah, some bit of a mixture of youth as well, which is nice. Cool. But yeah, bringing something pretty special together, I think. Cool. And how long you signed over there for, Katie? I did two seasons. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good. Mm. So that will uh, take us through to the next. So that we we spoke about the past, the present, and and, and the future. Mm-hmm. So we're off to uh, prepare for the World Championships, mm-hmm. which are going to be in Spain. Uh, we've mentioned that for the third time. Yeah. Tonight. <laughs> but um, let's just talk about. I mean, growing up, uh, I guess if you if you um, matter of my age, we we grew up at that age where. I'm pretty sure it was 93 they had the World Championships here uh, where we came, I think, second or we, or we got a bronze. The under-20s World Championships. Big Baby, what's her name? Big Baby Zoo, that Chinese oh, uh, Yeah, Baby Huey. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we sort of grew up as, as junior basketballers with, with the women's senior team. Oh, of course, the um, women's World Championships. Yeah, yeah. so we yeah. had Michelle. So they're that, yeah. that, 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 that a good team and, yeah. and they medaled them, you know, as... as as that squad developed, I think we probably hit our, our golden age of, of of talent where we actually won the Kate, world championship. Katie spoke about having that photo, that photo of herself with Lauren Jackson hanging up at home, right? Yeah. I've still got a photo of myself with Christy Harawa. She's one of the Flames yeah, games. Exactly I remember right. that. 
okay. Yeah, you okay. And Duffy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, we probably had a bit on the, a bit of drink on the bus on the way down actually. So sorry about that. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So so, so I mean, support, Australia, though, Australian women have won a world championship mm-hmm. um, in the Opals, which is awesome. In um, 06 they did it as well. So the same year they went to the Com Games again because basketball's not in Com Games. No, every all the time. time yeah. yeah. So in 2006 the girls won the gold in in Brazil. Yep. And they won the gold at the Commonwealth Games that year as well in Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, hopefully history repeats. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and Katie, is this is this World Championships redemption for Rio? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, for a few of us, I think, you know, it's the, the next big international tournament since since Rio when we probably didn't do as well as we really wanted to. Um, so I think it's definitely a chance for us to get back in, yeah, back into where we think we should be on that world stage and, and show everyone that we've, you know, learned our lesson from that and... What do you think the squad's done to try and get that back? Like, what do you, what do you think's changed in, since Rio? Oh, I think Cause it's... Because, like, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, so, like, is it a new squad completely? Not necessarily. <coughs> There's maybe four or five of us from mm. Rio. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so there'd be still a, a pretty fresh use. feeling of, like... Yeah. Yeah, like everyone would have, like that, like when half the group kind of has experienced that. For sure. Kind of go, so that's yeah, kind of like, that. like the, the next gen of um, Opal's basketball sort of starts now, basically. Yeah, I mean, tournament. yeah, like I think it will be a pretty, yeah, pretty significant core of that group with the Lizards and, you know, the Steph Talbot who's over playing for Phoenix Mercury as a mm. 22, 23 year old. So, there's some really exciting talent and they've been through a few things already um, and I think it will be, yeah, a really great sort of kickstart hopefully for the next, yeah, little bit of um, Opal's history. Yeah, and so your highest profile teammate and probably the highest profile Australian women's basketball mm-hmm. at the moment is Liz Cambage. Mm-hmm. How is it Cambage, 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 Cambage? Well... <laughs> Liz. I'm too scared Liz. to say her last name around her. Are you really? Because you know, yeah. yeah. actually, I correct. think it's Cambage. Cambage. I think that's how she corrects everyone to say it. So, we'll sounds more that. French. Or, Does or, she have a nickname? What do you just call her, Liz? Liz. 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 Yeah, Liz. Liz. Lizzie. Is it like um, so? I remember um, watching like uh, the cricket Australian cricket teams and when they went through all the nickname phase, you know, like uh, oh. when they had like Tugger, War, and <laughs> yeah. you know Booney and all those guys. Do you guys all have nicknames for each other, or is it just kind of like, hi, Katie? How we do going? not. Yeah. Oh no, there's so, no Booney. That's why we went on in Rio. You guys didn't have enough nicknames. No nicknames. When you get there to Paris, you've got to go right, guys. We need nicknames and handshakes. Nicknames and handshakes, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, be like a high school team. It'd be fair to say that Liz draws a, a fair amount of, um, you know, press, criticism and things like that. But what we can't deny is her level of talent and probably her, her importance to the Opals squad. And currently she's having a bit of a season for the ages in the, in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about a month ago she set the, um, the point scoring record in a game at 53, I think it was. Yeah, it was 53, yeah. Um, but yeah, like she, she, she's definitely one of those sort of once in a generational sort of uh, talent, you know, like totally different play to Lauren Jackson, but, but what they bring in and, and their presence on the court um, is undeniable. Mm. Uh, no doubt she's a, she's a key member of the team, um, polarising by, by the same token. Um, what's it sort of like when you have some of the draws, probably, you know, 95% of the media interviews for, for, for big tournaments, um, as a team, how do you sort of rally around her to sort of, you know, to to get her through that and, you know, yeah. help and... 
I mean, I think it's just she's been doing it for a while now. So I think she knows how to handle it. It's kind of nice because she can deal with it and all the rest of us can yeah. kind of... But yeah. at the same time, we We'll see to, in the village, yeah. Liz. <laughs> we'll, um, you know, we need to support her and kind of back her and and that type of thing. But um, I guess there's not much really you can do. Liz is going to kind of do her and and she says what, yeah, says what she's thinking. And, and I think it is, you know, it's a good point that she does bring a lot of you know, exposure to women's basketball, especially in Australia. So, um, and I mean, when she's having the type of season she is and, and playing the way she is, then she's going to be attracting a lot of attention. So, mm. um, but I think she's more Both than from the capable. media and from opposition teams. Oh, right? for sure. But she's um, more than capable of dealing <clears throat> with it. Um, she's been there before. You know, she's been to London Olympics and Rio She Olympics. dunked the bloody ball in Olympic games. Dunked, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think cool. she's more than capable of handling, handling the attention. Is, um, is she responsible for setting the Spotify playlist for the team? Like, do you guys <laughs> even have that? Like, you don't even have... Do you have we a team warm-up thing? Like, we... I used to play this rep team. Like I used to play this rep team and the one kid who owned the stereo would bring that and he'd have this playlist that he plays so we could all warm up to it. You know is what? That, she it? does take over, yeah, musical duties. Does she? Yeah. Yeah. She so. does. And she's allowed to. We all, yeah, we yeah, all go with that. She is. She's like, you know, qualified. It's like me at Family Functions. Oh, she's <laughs> Photos. Oh, when it someone to take a photo. Oh, Streety says, give him the keys. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. Right. Just drawing yeah, to it. Whatever, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've got an uncle So, Trevor. I mean, with, within the camp, we, we talk about, um, you know, our, our expectations as a nation, and women's basketball has always done well at mm. the national tournaments at juniors, seniors. We've, we've meddled. Um... What's the what? What's our thinking in terms of of where we'd like to finish? Obviously, a medal is yeah is the end game. Um, with this squad at the moment, is that definitely in the frame? And, and where is sort of we spoke the other night about where we thought um, you know men's basketball is in the world scene now with America and that crop of countries, mm-hmm. um, Australia, the US, probably Russia mm-hmm. would be sort of the top three. But yeah. where? Where do we sort of fit in, in, in this next World Championships in a few weeks? I mean, you know, we talk about it and gold is obviously the aim. Um, mm-hmm. But Sandy's pretty adamant in, and, you know, we all should be very adamant in that and we should have learnt from Rio that there's a lot of other teams to and things to go before we get to that possibility. So, you know, we have Argentina, Nigeria and Turkey in the round games and mm-hmm. then, you know, we need to make sure we... We deal with those guys and treat them respectfully in each of those games and make mm. sure we get those wins. Um, and then it's, you know, the quarterfinals, semi and a final. So, but, you know, God's the ultimate goal. So you guys as a lot. team lay that out there. You say, For yeah, sure. we're going after that shit. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Good on it. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. yeah. You have to. It's what you're working for. Yeah. You're not going um, to fuck around us. No. Right? I mean, that, that year that Australia won the world championships, the USA got bundled in the semis. Yeah, by Russia. In mm. a bit of a boil over and then mm. we, we rolled Russia. Yeah. So, I mean, anything can happen. It's, exactly. You just have to be... And, and the US is still, still obviously <clears throat> the, the standard. Mm. And are they sitting their full strength team? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. I Do mean, you... I'm not even sure what their squad is actually. I think okay. they announced it after the WNBA season ends, yeah. so that's still going finals at the moment sue bird's still going around she is yeah and she's not just going around she's going yeah pretty, pretty good, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah she doesn't slow down Lindsay whalen is retiring after this season i think so that's she's been a stock center point guard there yeah. as well so 
they'll be going through a bit of a process of retirements and stuff like that, I think, over the next little bit as well. But um, We can get them to Tokyo. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Do you... So, uh, as a... As kind of a an Opal's team, do you think that's always the expectation for you guys? You just say, just gold, that's it, that's what we're going for? I think so. And, you know, there's been... Um, they've medaled at the last... Like, before Rio, I think they ha- we had medaled at the last four or five Olympics. Yeah, okay. So, it's not just on a whim. Like, yeah, it's, that's right. It's been there. It's a history. It's a really successful program. Which um, the same could be said about the men as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think a lot of people forget how just how successful the Australian women's basketball team mm. has been. Yeah, they do. Um, and it's really kind of, yeah, brushed under the carpet a little bit. It's but why when something like what happens in Rio where they're not as successful, you don't make the medal rounds, mm. that people just kind of go, oh. What happened there? Oh, I just thought they probably yeah, would, you know? Yeah. Like, so. It's a bit of a shock. Yeah, but, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, no, success has been there, and I guess, you know, <coughs> have every reason to... It's a new coaching stuff. New coaching stuff for you guys. How's that been? Like, you haven't been coached by um, Sandy and those guys before. Is it been new for you or has it been good? I mean, our assistants are Cheryl Chambers and Paul Goreth, who Mm. are um, Sydney Flames and Canberra Capital. So, you know those guys. Yeah, um, respectively. So, um, those guys have had a lot to deal with. Sandy is kind of new. Um, but on the international stage is very well respected and obviously yeah. a really great coach um, in the WNBA has been with the Phoenix Mercury for a really long time and, and before that was a really successful player herself. Yeah. So, she had um, the best perm going around. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy did, actually. I'll make sure I let her know. Yeah, <laughs> just tell her. We were very happy with it. Back up <coughs> Michelle Timms yeah. just dropped that. I think she wore number eight or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, just... In that bodysuit with that perm. Goodness golly. Wow. <laughs> Killed it. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a little bit of a sturdy fantasy. <laughs> oh, she had a really good mid-range yeah. jump shot. Just yeah, the jumper. Good shooter. Sandy played Ultimate tough, jumper. man. She yeah. to play. But they, but and then that she was cut her hair. She the one. She had the shorter hair. She, she did too. Yeah, she's been fangirling on Sandy Brondella. You better Sorry. tell her to watch it. I know. I've got a good memory. Well, so let's. So while Strudy is banging on about her, let's talk. Sandy's husband is coaching the Russian team at the Worlds. Yeah. So Olaf. Um, yeah, he's a German and has obviously coached in the Russian league for a really long time at mm. ECAT, Ekaterinburg, where Diana Trossi and Brittany Griner would play. Mm. Um, and he's, yeah, the head coach of the Russian national team. So, yeah. um, interesting. What a yeah. household. That'd be I great. Know, how they they do it? Okay. Morning well, breakfast at the, yeah. the breakfast bar at the buddy. Yeah. Well, what offense are you running, love? Yeah. <laughs> Just tell us. Come on, guys. around. Like, there could be some, you know, yeah. some, some marital... Interesting problems. Well, if, if Sandy does have any issues, <laughs> she's got Streety over here, the old silver fox. He's a professional photographer. He's well to do. Told her he was a big fan of the perm. I'm on Team Sandy. Don't worry about that. You are Team Sandy. That's right. Well, you must be really excited. That's cool. Like yeah, it would be making cool. the worlds again. Yeah. Yeah. And in the bigger picture, Tokyo, like I said, is closer than what Rio no. is, has yeah. gone. Um, Obviously, you know, with the Opals, um, with a pretty solid squad, um, a lot of younger ones coming through as well. Boomers find themselves in the same position. And no doubt, um, already there are mental expectations for the guys. Um, where do you see, you know, are you excited about our level of talent um, from, I, I guess you're probably in that inner sanctum of sort of, yeah. from the players, I guess. Um, 
No, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. probably. I think the next ten years is going to be our most fruitful. Yeah. And when it comes to the senior teams, I think it should be. Um, it's exciting. You know, yeah, it's exciting for the guys what they're putting together, um, the talent, the level of talent that will hopefully be available for them at the Tokyo Olympics, and then likewise for us as well. You know, it's a really exciting sort of period. I think just with the mixture of, of kids coming through and and the quality of coaching we have in Sandy, so. Um, no, really exciting. I can't believe that Rio's already been more than two years gone yeah. and now, yeah, we're closer to Tokyo, but, um, definitely a goal of mine, obviously to make it, yeah, hopefully a second Olympics. But... Well, I'll give you the tip. Everything about the Tokyo Olympics will be better than Rio. Oh, I know. Won't it be amazing? Will be They'll too. do it so they well. They will do it so well. They're like the most hospitable it people be, in the world, oh Japanese. And they're efficient. Oh. And it, it, like, <laughs> I'd actually love to go as a spectator just yeah. to, it would be to experience that from, from the fans' It would be the perfect Olympics to it go to too. as a spectator. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm. And I reckon they will look after you guys, like you guys as athletes as well. That oh, would for be sure. Amazing. Japanese, they're so friendly, helpful. Yeah. More so than any other, yeah, nation I've been to. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, good luck over there in Spain, Katie. Thank you. But so, before we... Before we I want to talk about Katie's love of basketball too. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <coughs> so I want to... So we have a long-running debate here around... Oh, we're going to do it. Streety's approach <laughs> to being a fan of the NBA. Right? Okay. Because you're a fan. We often comment on... on, on you're... you so, Like-minded posts. So you're yeah. basically... We both watch a lot of League Pass. But it was yes, that NBA diehard fan, right? Yes. Now... You can set a little bit of an argument for us here, Katie. We respect you, and you've obviously, as I said, is the first guest to ever have a Wikipedia page. And it's a pretty good street cred. And who heard actually played in, in Olympic Games. In Olympic Games, of course, yeah. That's it's pretty high. There's also that. Now, Streety won't pick a team to support in the NBA. Myself, I'm, the same thing. I'm a Toronto Raptors fan. Now, this isn't going the way I hoped it would yeah, go. Okay. Right. No? So, I'm a Toronto Raptors fan, and I firmly believe that you need to pick a team, right? And maybe you need to, <laughs> I too. Know. But you guys might sound like you're the same. You just follow players. Yes. Is that right? You do the same. Yes. Right. Because it was the Clippers <clears throat> for a little bit when Chris Paul was there and Jamal Crawford, and now mm. Chris Paul's at Houston, so I like Chris Paul. And so I like Jamal Crawford at Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Then Jamal I Crawford might be coming to Philadelphia. Oh, really? Mm, that was, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, they're talking about getting into Philadelphia. Could yeah, I'm mm. exactly like Shreedy. I follow players. I like Kyrie, so I followed him at Boston. Like. So now you're a Celtics fan too. You, 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 I really, I think I'm a Celtics jerseys? fan. Do you have jerseys? I have a Ray Allen jersey. Ah, oh, Celtics. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 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 Um, One of the purest, purest shots you'll ever see. It's beautiful. But um, yeah, I'm see, that I know. Pisses I feel me bad. off. And I can't have these conversations. Everyone's like, you don't even have a team. And yeah. Like, you don't need to have a team. Yeah, I don't think you do. But, so when I, when I started as a kid, <laughs> like... What a load of I was shit. Larry Bird and Boston because all the kids went for the Bulls and Jordan. And, and I, I like Larry Bird. I just like him. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Celtics. And then he finished. And then, you know, through high school, it was Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, Supersonics. Yeah. They were my team. I got the jerseys that... Mm-hmm. That's where it was at. So is that yeah. right, D-Rub, when the, when, the, when the Supersonics left? Like, when they basically bailed? I just probably took an interest <coughs> in... Um, is that where it did? I probably just it? focused more, just took an interest in, in players. Yeah, okay. And then, you know, like, I, I would have a player, and if they left, you know, like, I, I followed that follow player because he, he, he was on that team. So yeah, I took yeah. an interest in that team, but 
If it is do, actually a reasonably transient league, right? Like for a professional so sporting yeah. league, it changes a fair bit. Sure. So you you do if you and find now a you've got guys signing shorter play. contracts. I do, mm. you know, yeah. one, yeah, two, yeah. two. So it's, it's yeah. almost in like from one year to the next, the league, the teams just reshape and change. So there's, there's never any. Really, yeah, there's just a shitload of movement. Hey, this like, year is ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's only gonna get crazier next year. But if you so you guys don't have uh, you don't have a favorite team, that's okay. I'll deal with that. I really right? don't. But, no. But and do you have a prediction for who's going to win the NBA this year? Oh, I mean. It's the Warriors, Golden but State. this this is the last year. Will they or will they just be dysfunctional? No, they'll, they'll win it again. Because, yeah. it, like, if you add Demarcus Cousins, he's they added Demarcus Cousins. They're going to beat the McGee Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and then they'll win the thing. And this year is the last year uh, of the Warriors as we know it. Yeah, Th- things will be different next year. They won't have that those four guys. Was there a better image in professional sports than Delhi being double parked on Corona tins <laughs> after they won the NBA championship in Vegas? They'll always go down as a sports and spit reference. Every time I think about the NBA, I flash oh, back to Delhi just going, here we go. He's such a nice guy. Too. Is he really? Is he a nice fella? Yeah. Yeah, right. He's from that country Vic. Where yeah. Is he from? When when we actually like, he sends out the sort of like, fan. yeah, see, loves it. He would have been this sort of bloke to hand out those Corona tins. Like he yeah. would have, if he was Delhi, like, what do you have my Corona? Like it's okay. Yeah, but see, if Delhi played country footy for the local Mary Brother, um, yeah, Mary Brother yeah, 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 team in Victoria, if he if he won a Sadly Arvo Grand Final, he'd still be wearing a Hawaiian shirt and double parked on Corona's yeah. Yeah. At the local pub. Yeah. So <laughs> Delhi was just just been Delhi was just been Delhi. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody else is popping bottles of Crystal and Delhi's going. I tell you I what, need some fucking beer too. <laughs> and it's got to be in a tin. Bring it on, brother. Next year when we are. Oh, well, I don't want to go back to the bar. You'll have to give me two, mate. <laughs> so, when we are in the fuck. states for our Sports and Spit NBA tour next October, November. Oh, that sounds good. We will be. Um, you want to come? Bit of PD. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we will be sourcing Delhi. We're going to try and. Get some, oh, uh, some up close and personals with some Australian players. No, definitely. We might even have to factor in a road uh, bit of stop in Utah um, just to visit Delhi. Ingles. Delhi's lovely. Ingles and yeah. Joe, yeah. Dante. All nice guys. Patty's lovely too. Because we were all at the institute together. Oh, so of course. So you know. Went to school. Do you stay in touch with those guys? Like through social media? Do you Not particularly, no. Nah, nah. Nah. So you don't go to Delhi when he wins the championship? Fucking good one, Delhi. No. Nailed it. But no. I killed you in fucking gin and dero. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, Did J.R. Smith really not wear a shirt for seven days in a row? Surely you put a shirt on at some point. <laughs> like, you've got to go to a restaurant, right? You've got, everyone's got to eat. So. All the questions. Uh, no, not that close, but um, no, know that cool. they're nice guys. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, okay, so you guys think the Warriors are going to win? Well, so okay, what, what about that we had this very brief chat beforehand, greatest of all time, right? It, does there need to be a greatest of all time, or are you Team Jordan, are you Team LeBron, are you Team Kobe? Oh, I'm definitely not Team Kobe. Yeah, um, that's good, because I think he's built up. Do you think there's a difference between the greatest of all time and just the best the player? Best of all, yeah. I think there's I a difference. I think there's a difference. I think LeBron's the best player because mm. he's 100%. just so multifaceted. Like, 100%. there's no one else that does everything he does on a basketball court. Not like, not even. He's the size of Carmelo, you know? like, and yeah. how like he... his dimensions are the size of Carmelo, and he plays the that? point guard virtually. Right? Like, so he's literally ridiculous. Yeah, and like yeah. the momentum he gets with going down the court, finishing, yeah. seeing the floor, rebounding, defend, yeah. like, unbelievable. 
Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think there's a difference between like greatest and best. Sure. And are you saying greatest because of Jordan's accomplishments? Is that what it is? Yes. Because the rings are good. Because yeah. I, I don't think that that can be eclipsed now because just of the finals losses. But we're talking about one guy basically playing against five. Mm. So even though he may be the absolute best, most skilled player, and I don't think anyone can take that away from him because proof's in the pudding. He is. He, I think he's better than Jordan. Yeah. In you know, if he had ten categories, mm. he'd be better yeah, than in, in eight of yeah. them. Yeah. So. But it's like any sport, right? Like a guy who held the hundred meter world record fifty years ago wasn't running as fast as what Usain Bolt was, right? So yeah, like so people, so is. like. He's going to be a better player. Like, I, I agree with you guys, right? Yeah. Like, I but, just think... But when, like, when it comes to... He's physically bigger, he's like... But the, yeah. the winning side of things comes in, right? Um, and, and you can't deny that. Like, he, he's lost, and Jordan never lost. Mm. Right? Jordan had, obviously had to have teammates. But it, 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 this, this is what annoys me about this whole debate about rings, okay? Why, why aren't we talking about Bill Russell as the best ever? Because mm. he's almost doubled Jordan's ring total. Yeah, you know, right. pe- people forget to mention that. Yeah, yeah, and right. there's no way Russell was a better basketball than Jordan. No. So it, it's yeah. a flawed argument and one that will never be sold. <laughs> it's, it's great do to you watch know, as Do a, you know why I sold it? Yeah, you know, actually, like, do you know why I think LeBron James is my favourite player out of all that? Because that's all you can really name, right? Like, mm. you're naming your favourite player. Yeah. He's actually because of what he does off the court. Totally. Right? So for me... Jordan was that era of athlete, like Katie spoke earlier about marketing herself and, and, and how uncomfortable that can you make you feel. You never did it. No, well, so Jordan was a guy who, he, he never said, he never really revealed who he was. Mm. And, and there's always those stories about what he was like as a person and, and, and what he did with his money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You never got to know who he was because he projected an image because that was what made him money, right? Like, mm. Now, I get that, I understand that, but I just like the way that LeBron actually, you know, I think he stands for something. He stands for like, something. Like, what he'll say is, is that, well, actually, this is just what I believe in, so if you don't yeah. like it, that's okay, yeah. but I'm just going to stand for that. I right? like that he's helping in a time where, yeah, politically, he has a voice, and especially in a country like America. Yeah, well, I think they need help right now, right? Sure. In about 15, 16 years, he'll be running oh, for president. Here we go. I mean... <laughs> I mean... That, that's a fair reason. It's kind of like the Oprah. If Donald Trump can do it... Oh, my God. Yeah. If Donald can do it, anyone can do LeBron's it. LeBron's got... He's got that's the platform. True, that's true. Yeah. If Ronald Reagan sure. could do it... I mean, he was an actor before yeah. he became president. Yeah. I know. Sports person. It would be pretty cool. George Bush was just the son of a president who had money. Yeah, I mean, right. his school is unbelievable. Like, yeah. some of the things, the concepts that they have in that school mm. for underprivileged kids, like... Well, what about the commitment that he's made to those kids? No, no. Like the commitment to those kids is, if you go to that school, college, he'll pay for your college, right? Mm. Like so, it it's all about if you buy in, yeah, then you'll be looked after, well, right? Yeah. yeah, and that to me, that's, that's a good the message. kind of stuff that I really like for sure about LeBron, right? Yeah. Like so, and when I was growing up, I idolized Jordan, right? Like I and I still do. I, I think he was like he's one of the, like, he's the greatest player, you know. On, amongst a number of categories, all that kind of stuff. But we were definitely fed a highlights, <coughs> um, glorified view of him because that's just how things were. That's right. We we, we didn't get the twenty four seven news cycle of him and his yeah. movements. Well, there was we no league pass back in those days. There's no there's no way to sort of you know monitor or keep tabs on him, what he was doing after a game or mm. you know. So like guys now just have 
a lot more scrutiny and we know everything about it, mm. good and bad. Yeah. Um, I kind yeah. of feel like Jordan and Tiger Woods are kind of the same, right? They were these athletes that presented this, this persona that may not have been them. And, and I just kind of feel like at least, I feel like LeBron's more relatable. That's all. Like, yeah, because sure. he just kind of stands for something. And you know what? Like, I, I'm, I'm reasonably flippant in what I believe in, but if you stand for something and you convince me of it, I'm mm. happy to stand with you, right? Yeah. Like, I kind of just go, yeah. okay, cool. That actually sounds really logical yeah. and kind of like the right thing to do. Mm. So, good on you. Yeah. yeah? Like, right. so, yeah, cool. Trans LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we're going to wrap up. Let's talk about your itinerary. In the next seven days, we're going to be oh. in. So, starting after, after this interview, uh-huh. you leave Charlestown. Charlestown, and you go to Sydney, Sydney. tomorrow. Yep. Sydney. Um, Where do they put you up before you fly out? At the airport? No, I'm just staying with a friend. Oh, actually. yeah? Oh, yeah. If you stay at the airport. No, you Ridges, pocket that. You pocket that. Pocket that. Pocket that. that in your wallet. I wish. Um, <laughs> Sandy, just ignore that part too, okay? Just go back to the perm one at about one hour ten. Uh, where else? So, Sydney, Sydney to Dubai, Dubai to Paris, and we're there for a few days. Fly to Istanbul for a few days. Um, Who do you play? So we're playing, I think, Latvia. Yeah. Um, and someone else. We play Turkey in Turkey. Yeah. Um, we have a pre-worlds tournament against China and a couple of other teams in Spain. Yeah. And so we have quite a few games. I'm not actually sure who we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably wouldn't know. At this stage, with, with all this yeah. travelling you do, like mm-hmm. you got to be racking up those frequent flights. I, yeah, I'm getting... I think I'm like Golden Emirates. Yeah. Nice. Now, do you like have any um, duty free, um, like just must haves or specials? Like, fuck yes, we're going, going through Dubai. <laughs> Got to get this this top of chocolate. Or, Massive fucking toe you know, or, or do all your friends go, can you get me the two litre bottle of Bombay Sapphire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bringing. Oh, just a couple of jugs of Kahlua, if you could, please, Kate. Oh, it's you much get the, cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big bottles. Maybe some alcohol on the way back, but otherwise it's got to carry it everywhere. Do the girls yeah. in the Apples team just go nuts on the duty free on the way home? Do you not just really. Clink, clink, like, clink as you go through. Not you know? particularly. No. Everyone travels a fair bit. Yeah, fair so enough. It's yeah. not as not as good as it. See that I kind of be. thought it'd be better than that. Do you have any like um, <laughs> favourite like if you were to forget this item uh, in your travel bag, you go, ah, oh, fuck's sake, I forgot it. Um, what's what's the best thing you can take on a plane? Wireless headphones, like them. The wireless. Yeah. I see. I have the the Bose with the yeah. cord though. So, so I have. Yeah, I've got the Bose with the cord. Yeah. yeah QC QC twenty five. So I had them. Yeah. And broke. So I've got the Sony wireless. Are they great? Got, oh, unbelievable. Really. So good. Sony wireless ones. Yeah. Okay. I think best yeah things. the noise cancelling headphones. Is, yeah, they're ridiculously yeah. good. Yeah. And the best that you can put your hand so if the, the lady comes up offers you a drink, mm. put your hand over the right ear. Uh, it brings the, the ambient noise back. So yeah. You can hear what she says. Uh, I'll just have a, a gin and tonic. Thanks, <laughs> and then uh, take your hand off. Noise cancelling back. Wow. Can't hear anything. Is that right? Brilliant. Really good. There you go. Oh, well, there you go. Eh? I need some. But, wi- I definitely need some wireless ones. Yeah, <coughs> it makes a massive headphones difference. for sure. Right. Yeah, headphones, mm-hmm. absolute must. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katie, when you travel with the Opals these days, they look after you? Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, contrary to what's happened in the past, over a certain number of hours we travel, 
business class, which is very helpful. Um, and then obviously we go, yeah, as the hours get less of the travel, we go to premium economy and economy yeah. and that type of things. But do you get free pajamas in business class? I've never flown business class. I think in Qantas you do. Yeah. Emirates, they don't give out the free PJs, but yeah, they right. give out like a little travel pack thing that is helpful. With Isn't the best when you fly business? I've only done it once. I got upgraded where they give you the hot towel. Oh yeah, oh, that's helpful. God. When you get there, no, you get on the plane. You get on the plane, and then they just you, you, you sit before people. They bring you a drink and a hot towel, just and to some mixed nuts. Oh, oh yeah. is that right? Brilliant. It is very nice. Very good. <laughs> All I've ever been is like cattle class. But I, I got to say, my so. my business class flight was in Africa, so oh, it was probably just the, in the, the equivalent of a a standard flight <laughs> anywhere else. But flight. that hot towel made all the difference. Life changing. South African Airways. Well, it sounds like it's pretty standard, like for most business class offerings yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you've played, one last question, mm-hmm. body suits or, or the singles oh. and shorts? Oh. Um, That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah. It's very like um, age dependent um, in terms of, yeah, girls in the Opal. Some of them like bodies. Some of them like the... I didn't mind bodysuits. Um, As in, not like, sure. so you didn't feel like they kind of made, like, you were comfortable in them, you mean? Is that yeah, it's comfortable. Comfortable yeah. to play in. People can't pull you, that yeah. type of thing. You're not constantly re- adjusting because it's just there and it stays, kind of thing. Yes, well, I mean, we've, I've, we've only ever worn shorts and singles yeah. when we play, but I think. Would no, it, I've worn a bodysuit not to play, but just <laughs> like an offensive. It would just feel weird running you around. Really you just mind, did you? With John. I think it might have been, actually. I think we switched at the... Pre- yeah, it was one of yours, right? Was it like a... a yeah, it was. Um, a at te- a Mad Monday? A ten- yeah, it was at a Mad Monday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I've had one of your bodysuits on, Katie. There you go. Yeah, I think I probably filled it out better than John. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, hilarious. yeah, at the nag's head, I think it was. Yeah, there you go. It was an Australia theme. Yeah, it was, yeah. That was because I came up with the theme, because the Olympics are on. Oh, you so did. He just wanted to wear the Australian gold theme. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Goal achieved. There you go. I've worn like an actual full body suit. Um, uh, I think just shorts and singlets is fine. Don't need to bring back the bodysuit. No. No, that kind of feels a little bit like the gimmick that the WNBL would be looking for, right? Like, I mean, it would just be a different kind Mm. of marketing. Something different. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Um, I've got one last question for you, Katie. And I know we've been talking for ages, but I've really enjoyed it. So... (laughs) Um, do you have a rival on the international scene like an opposition player that you kind of go, oh, fucking hell, not bloody uh, Wang Lin from China. Like, uh, like, the like, Chinese are pretty bad, actually. And so as a team, are they pretty physical? They're just physical. Dirty. They're annoying. Yeah. They're a little bit annoying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hopefully they don't just basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, there's um, a little bit of racial stereotyping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Casual um, racism, we call that in this country. <laughs> no, just kidding. Stop talking about it. Uh, um, in, oh, not specifically. I mean, the you know, girls in the WNBA, there would be because they're playing... You know what I mean? I play in an Australian National League, so all my rivals are teammates. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. not super exposed to international yeah. teams. Are you guys so. pretty well respected by, say, the American because you play fairly physical? Where, like, I think so. The yeah. Italians are like, Euros, just they dive a lot and they just... Yeah, they're a bit softer. A bit softer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that being... And, you know, as a team, we want to be known as being physical, mm. being tough defensively, um, being in good shape, that type of thing. So... Um, I think that's just the quality of being an Opal and and the style of basketball Sandy likes to play, I think, too. So, um, yeah. 
Do you have a, a real open? Do you get given one of those? No, so we like, don't. You know, like you do the jersey <laughs> presentations and you get like them. Cricketers get a baggy cap. Oh, so you know, like from Broken Hill, here's your opal. <laughs> oh, you're the 100th opal, here's an opal. <laughs> Didn't it come from I'm when not, they used to be sponsored by Goldmark? Like, and then it was like yeah. the Goldmark opals. And then that was when it all started. I don't know, mate. Looks, I'd, I'd be pretty stoked to get given an opal. I mean, some of opal. them may have been given an opal. Just, yeah, it's not right. a cone. No. <laughs> just Katie <laughs> hasn't received hers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I haven't been given an opal yet. No, Maybe yeah. just speak to Sandy about that on the yeah, plane. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Revisiting that, that uh, corporate... Um, Sponsorship thing there with the <laughs> I bet is it Olaf he's pretty, given pretty them Russians stone. he's probably given them bloody something as well so Sandy honestly fuck you need to pick up some <laughs> Russian blood diamonds yeah, yeah some Russian blood diamonds <laughs> there's another bit of casual racism <laughs> okay thank you very much for coming Hi, in Katie thank you it's been great it. that was 90 minutes of your life you won't get back but uh, <laughs> but we're giving it out that 90 minutes to other people to enjoy That's right. thank you for your it. insight no worries good thank luck you. at the world Appreciate it. And good luck over in Perth, because we won't see you when you come back. No. Like you said, didn't no, you? but you can watch We're watching you on, on Fox. Foxtel, yes. Check it out on Fox, and all of the World Cup games, or World yeah, Championship games, are on Fox as yeah, well. Yeah, they are. So they start on September 22nd. Yep. Yeah. And you guys have got, what did you say, Nigeria? Argentina and Turkey in the round games, and yep. then it will be uh, quarterfinals. And it's elimination after that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kicking myself That's we haven't right. got our Sports and Spit merch. To, so you can actually wear over there. Just you rock up to a press conference uh, with the sports and spit cap. And yeah, Liz might, takes might clash with my peak. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> and, your, and and your team issued. Oh, well, you know, we're, so we're happy to consider. I think actually they get opal things. cards. They just get an opal, opal card. Cards, yeah, yeah we're, we're happy to consider um, any apparel deals with Pete or Nike or whatever it may be. Happy to take anyone on board. Well, what we'd love to do, Katie, is when you do come back from your first season over there in Perth, we'd love to get you back in. Cool. Um, when you're back in Newcastle again, finally, we'd love to hear how it all went over there. And, and we're gonna, was. We're yeah. g- you're going to bring in a medal. It's only going to be one of three guys. No, she's going to bring, bring in a gold medal. Get into gold. the Opals mentality, mate. Knock so, on wood. wood. Yeah. Right? So, it's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, well, we'll be watching. So is too with all our basketballing friends in the rest of the country. Uh, we wish you well in the um, upcoming tournaments Thank you. and uh, forward to seeing the results. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, now, oh, I'm not even, we can't even do an outro, can we? Hold on, maybe. You're on the show, mate. <laughs> My computer's not authorised. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to sign out without any music. Yep. That was episode 16. The content is where it's at. We're going to stop recording it. Katie's going to fill out her NRL finals <laughs> bracket. And then we're going to post that. And then you guys are going to pick all your winners as well. Yeah. And then we'll have a bit of a comp. But uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll be back soon with episode 17. And that won't be featuring Olympians. So enjoy this one. Thanks. See you, guys. Bye. Bye.